What is up, everybody? It's Saturday morning. You know what that means now, I guess. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. It's your boy, Brandon Tagova. Sitting electronically, I'm one six feet away from me. is my lovely esteem co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, we're here so, uh, Saturday morning yes. once again because you're just a little party animal with your coworkers because apparently you love them more than me. It's okay. I just, you know, and then I try to get another person on the podcast, maybe try to jump ship, you know, WCW. Lex Luger style. They were booked. Everyone's just having a great fun Friday night. You know, maybe I could have gone to an indie show like I normally do, but those tickets were sold out. Could have saw Malachi Black. But no, I stayed home and watched a new Pixar movie like an adult. So how are you doing today, buddy? Yeah. Oh, my God. You almost made me fucking choke on uh, your dick. Um, I'm doing fine. Um, I'm not a party animal. I strictly just went to get Boba at like 730. And it was actually pr- probably the best Boba in my life so and i went with my work manager and that means i'm his favorite worker and tyler isn't so he can suck on my nuts and yeah brandon how uh how are you this fine wonderful morning i don't know i'm okay a little tired but uh it's another day gonna watch another movie gonna watch batman later after the podcast it's gonna be so much fun but uh, besides that not doing too much we're going I booked everything for Vegas, so it's official. You can't back out now, Dominic. So even if I piss you off or if I piss the studio audience off, you guys are committed. How about we just don't piss her off? You can piss me off as much as you want. Just don't piss her off. So we're committed. We're going to Vegas. And I didn't tell you this before the podcast, Dominic, but I was I told myself I was going to wait to do this, but that I I never do this because I still don't have the ticket (laughs) because I'm scared and I don't want to be left out. But we did get or I did get the double or nothing tickets. So. Everything's with. We got the the plane. We got the hotel, and then now we have the actual tickets. And I tried my best. I don't want to get you too excited, but I did my best. I did my research because you know that's what I do, and I'm pretty sure, like ninety percent sure, uh, we have an aisle seat because we all know the studio audience likes her aisle seat and doesn't want to sit next to anybody. Okay, okay. And- which means I can drink a lot. Which means I can just run to the bathroom into the aisle, and no one's going to judge me except for you guys. But I don't really care. Or, or you fuck it up like all the live events we've gone to and, um, you know, 16 is really like in the middle or something stupid like that. Or, well, it's 17, yeah. 18, 19. So that it's either at the aisle all the way at the end or it's very close. So and we're just going to have a lone straggler. They're going to there's going to be a me there just all by himself. And then we just say, hey, bro, can you sit right here? And he goes, no, I like aisles. And I go, God damn it. Yep, pretty much. Or we the studio audience switches with him and we you sit next to just some random person. That's usually how it goes, because you usually go studio audience, Dominic in the middle, and then me yeah. on the inside. So we'll, we'll, we'll just throw some other guy in the middle between you and me. Yep. Yep. Or yeah. So I'll sit next to some rando for the show, and you and the studio audience can have so much fun. Yep. And maybe 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 we'll get that weird couple in front of us again. That was always interesting. Yeah, we had a nice little three Three supple, I think that's what they call it. I don't know. A thruple. There we go. A thruple. A thruple. It was two guys and then and a girl. girl. And we were like, oh, okay. You know, it's two guys and a girl. Okay. You and, know, I, hey. and, I, and I think they might have been a little bit on the uh, LGBTQ spectrum, something on the Q yeah, spectrum. Because they, well, I mean, I saw all of them, all three kissed. So, I mean, nice. And then we had like the drunk guy who really like uh, Speedo guy. It was fun. Then we almost saw a fight. Because they were like 
someone was it like the person behind them, the person next to them? I think it was the person behind them, but next to us and like on the left was a little touchy with the person behind. That's not like in a sexual way, but he was just kind of drunk and loud, and obnoxious. And then you know, guy, it was a little confrontation, but everything was all well and dandy. So May 29th, I don't know, May Memorial Day weekend. B, we get tattoos. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we're there for a lot of days, you know, Friday, all day, Saturday, all day. Don't know what we're doing those days. Well, May. By, by, by the way, since Friday. um, So, so you're not going to go to the show now. So Friday, literally Friday, we have. I mean, we opened. could still go to the show if you want. I was going to talk to you about it. If maybe you and the studio audience want to do something alone and I go by, either by myself or maybe with Philip, because I don't know if he's actually going or not. So, you know, maybe, maybe. the tickets are cheaper. Really? And there's still standard tickets available. So I could get some decent tickets for like under a hundred dollars, all three of us, if you wanted to go, but I know the studio audience, you know, she deals with watching wrestling. Now she kind of likes it in the moment, but no, she likes, she likes going to live events over watching it. I know that's what I was saying. Like, you know, she likes oh. going to it. You know, we kind of got to drag her a little bit, but rampage isn't exactly double or nothing or a raw or a SmackDown or, you know, eh, well, usually we've been just keeping it to the pay-per-views recently. Well, yeah, we've, what was last WWE show went to Hell in a Cell? Oh, that was a great time. Great you time. Sure? Was it Hell in a Cell? Well, well, no, it was the TLC. So the pay per view right after that. Yes. Right? No. I don't we know. went to Survivor Series and TLC. Hell in a Cell was on its own because that would make sense. Why would they go to Sacramento for pay per view and then a San Jose pay per view? Because they're stupid. Anyways, let's get on into it. We got a loaded show, possibly, arguably, Dominic. I would say the biggest sports news podcast we've had possibly in our history. So I can't wait to be a fucking bummer. Oh yeah. Just like, yeah, cool. That happened. Cool. cool. All right. But it happened. Baseball is dead. Maybe back oh. after 99 days of a lockout. 99 oh. or nine nines. Whoa. Settle down. <clears throat> 99. Okay. A little Nazi. The lockout has officially ended. It was Thursday that it happened, mere minutes before the other podcast started. Very exciting. Uh, the players agreed. Well, they didn't all agree, but then the owners agreed. Obviously, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of the monies, but uh, the the players, you know, they they made some improvements they didn't get everything they wanted obviously but it was clear that you know as time went on the players and i mean both sides obviously wanted to play but i think the players were starting to get a little antsy as we kind of assumed that it was going to happen eventually and uh, they agreed and baseball is back uh free agency has officially started uh we'll and talk the to athletics traded everyone away uh, not yet, but that might Sorry. be by the next podcast. Uh, spring Sorry. training or spring training game should start next week, and the official opening day will be April seventh. Even though we had this whole kit and caboodle press conference, dog and pony show that they're going to cancel games. Uh, apparently, that was all just a show because apparently we're going to have a full one sixty two game schedule this season. Damn, fuck. Uh, there will be some double headers. No seven inning double headers, only nine inning double headers this time. So after all that, no extra, know, no runners on base, whatever that. I love that. 
Shut the fuck up. So yes, so some what? some rule you, you you didn't like that. I hold on. Some <sighs> rule changes that'll happen this year. We have the 12 team expanded postseason, which is similar to the Mickey Mouse 2020 season, which I would assume would be the same. I still haven't exactly heard anything definitive on that where the three division winners face against three postseason or three wildcard winners in a two out of three falls match, and then they went, go on for whatever, or they do, I don't know. And then, uh, as Dominic said, we have nine ending double headers. No seven bullshit. Uh, Universal DH for both American and National League. Sorry, Mr. X. We know you like your National League. Uh, pitchers bunted and batting, you know, 087. And then no runners on extra on second base to start extra innings. So apparently, Dominic, you like that rule. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just, to me, it makes everything fair. Oh, how does it make it fair, Dominic? Well, it's also fair that they just don't start at second base. I understand the argument that it speeds up the game. It gives you an instant, uh, you know, shot wait, of adrenaline. Wait, I, I think you misunderstood me. You're you like the rule of having them start on second or I not? Don't, I don't like it. Okay, I agree with you. Okay, then why'd you say the what you you need to wake up and drink your more more of your G fuel? Because I was like, yeah, L- listen, to the check tape. the tape, check, check the tape. You know, yeah, you check it because I said. Yeah, fuck you. I agree with you. I fuck it. It's fair that, you know, I argued it all last year. Like, why the fuck? It's like, that's why some teams lost games was because of the fact that, oh, well, this guy's on second and it takes a fucking Who's base hit to score him. Who? What? Who? What's on second? Who? Who's what? No, it's who? 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 Who's on second? Who who is on second? Yes. Okay, we're not. We're t- we have a too long a podcast to do this bit, Dominic. But <laughs> um, okay, so we're 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 clear that we're all in favor. Yeah, fuck the fuck okay. the rule, fuck this running out second rule. Even though I you know I understand when they did it to save pitchers' arms and speed up the process with COVID and all the other things. But uh, Dominic, we I think you were obviously more uh, down on the thing that we we're going to miss a lot of games. I kind of. I'm not gonna say I was right, but kind of like in this area where maybe we we're gonna miss a few games, but at the end of the day, they were gonna cave in and they agreed to terms. Yeah. So now that it's finally done, 99 days, your thoughts on the lockout and kind of I mean it did kind of happen, I think, fairly quickly after they didn't come to the agreement last week. They didn't talk for a couple of days, but then they came back and it, it felt like we were getting a lot of momentum from you know Tuesday to Thursday. I mean, let, let, let's face it, I think there was a I think. The commissioner said something like, oh, you know, these talks are going good. Like when he had the, the press conference and everyone was like, you guys talked for a week. You guys could have been talking for months ahead of time. Um, I, I think going forward, if they can, you know, minimize the amount of time it takes um, to get just the, the two parties together, because I feel like that was probably one of the biggest things. It was the fact that like, you know, you had months to prepare and yet it took you still 99 days to fucking get it done where if you would have, okay, our contract up, is up. We need to start negotiating. How about you just fucking start negotiating right away so you don't have to hurt the fans because when you hurt the fans, we're more likely to fucking resent you and not want to fucking buy your shit or watch your product. But I will say 
kudos. Thank God, because, you know, it was a, a big topic at work between the uh, the trailer boys, just, uh, you know, talking about baseball and, you know, we have a Padres fan and a Dodgers fan. You know, it's it's it, it was it was a good uh, a good chat about uh, baseball and things and talking about how it's back and, you know, just reminiscing about the good old days, the dog days, you know. Yeah, good times, good times. I know we talked about it like a week or two ago where uh, someone asked, like, oh, how do you feel about the lockout? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of almost like I'm dead inside. I don't really feel one way or another. But once it actually happened, I was like, sweet, it's back. Let's fucking go. Yep. I'm tired of losing all these college basketball bets. Let's fucking turn to baseball and I'm lose some baseball bets and lose some fucking baseball bets. I'm looking ahead to mon- uh, to the Las Vegas trip and I saw the A's are playing the Rangers. Not probably not the best bet because the Rangers probably gonna be really good this year, but um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I definitely have to now that I'm like actually into the sports betting, I have to definitely make a bet now. So uh, in Vegas, you're 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 the uh, the smart one on the podcast. I try. You try. Um, so when how many years until the next uh, contract negotiations? Um, I would assume I don't know how long this one is good for is good for, but. I mean, they're still they still have to, I think, overall repair the relationship between the owners and the players. Um, next year is kind of when a lot of the really big kind of rule changes get implemented, like the pitch clock, the bigger bases, uh, the yeah. ban- the band into the shift, which we still don't know exactly how that's going to ha- uh, how that's going to work out. But banning of the shift. So like you can't shift your so basically, I mean, I would assume from what it seems like to me, like what I would do personally is you have to have two infielders on each side of second base. Oh, gotcha. gotcha so something gotcha. like that. Um, but yeah, ju- I mean, just because they agreed to this doesn't mean, you know, everything's all fucking rainbows and unicorns between the yeah. players and the owners. Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about pretty much since the beginning of our podcast that this lockout or strike could happen. It ultimately did. We have to still see how the relationship blossoms in the next couple of years. And even like the players, uh, I forget whatever the, official term is like the player's leader was kind of talking about that you know work still is not done and they still have to do more but uh baseball's back we're happy okay. we're excited you know this still is a baseball podcast you know it's like a baseball wrestling podcast i mean hell on the logo it's a goddamn baseball more than anything else and there's a chair but you know a chair can be a lot of different things you can sit <laughs> you know, in a chair to watch sports you can use a chair to hit someone in a wrestling match you know a chair is universal but a baseball is a baseball I never really like, I mean, like, I remember that was the design that we went for. And like, I totally just fucking forgot the fact that the skull was a baseball. Well, that's where the curveballs comes from. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh. Shout out Mr. X. Great, great logo. Good I brother. mean, definitely the best podcasting logo he's done. Just just throwing it out there, you know, much better than strictly, strictly the podcasting. <clears throat> yeah, strictly in the podcasting universe, I would say. Probably the best he's ever done. You know, we don't have to. We have such a good logo. We don't have to change it every six weeks, six <laughs> days. It seems like. But uh, we didn't. I mean, there's been like some some moves in terms of free agency. None of the big fish have really landed yet. Uh, but the biggest one that has signed is Carlos Rodon, former starting pitcher for the White Sox. Now he is a part of the San Francisco Giants. Um, former threw a no hitter really good pitcher had a good season last year 
now he's going with the Giants. Uh, was it Kevin Gossman is the yeah. one? I think I think yeah. The Giants pitch who signed elsewhere. So kind of filling that void. Lefty goes to SF. Uh, Dominic, as a recovering Giants fan, your thoughts? I, I think it's a good pickup. I mean, I feel like uh, the Giants, when they either sign, trade, or mostly when they sign and trade for pitchers, they haven't really, you know, over the past two decades, they haven't really uh, done well, starting with Barry Zito. So, but, you know. Hopefully, and then Johnny Cueto, and then fucking uh, Shamarja, was it right? Yep. Shout out Shark. Um, not, you know, he didn't do very well there. Um, who else? I mean, there, there's, a, there's a few others that I can't name, but like, you know, they go out and get them and you're like, oh, wow, that's a, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying they're fucking amazing pitchers, like, holy shit, like, you know, like a Liam Hendricks or something like that. I'm just saying like, you know, they're, you know, like, okay, that, that that's a good addition to the team and they never fucking live up to the hype. And so as long as he can live up, I think the Giants, you know, found a suitable replacement. So the deal's two years, $44 million. I think this is kind of around the range of what the uh, Giants are trying to do right now. They're kind of in a new era. You know, they've re they, you know, re-signed or reworked Brandon Crawford's deal. Buster Posey's gone. Really, Evan Longora is kind of the only, like, you know, dead contract they have on tap. So, you know, the Giants are going in a new direction with uh, Farhan Zaidi and trying to move on and build off of last season's 100-plus win year. So, I like Wait, the do, do they still have Chris Bryant? Uh, well, that's what I was going to oh. pitch pitch to Dominic. Look at you. You, you know what, what we're doing here. But, yeah, P- uh, Chris Bryant is uh, one of the big names still out there. Uh, so, I mean, if you just want to focus on him for a second, your thoughts on Chris Bryant and uh, Bryce Harper is really trying to land him. You know, they're, they're friends over from Vegas. He's trying to get them to – he's trying to get him to Philly. Uh, but Chris Bryant – I mean, maybe the number two guy, maybe number three. Uh, Carlos Cray is obviously the big guy left, but uh, what do you do? You think the Chris Bryant will re-sign with the Giants? I mean, he'd like to stay there, uh, but I just don't think after what they had to deal with these past ten years with these big contracts that they want to link themselves to another big time contract. Because that's what he's looking for. If that's what he's looking for, I, I think the Giants would do anything to, you know minimize it you know so if he wants a you know six year you know gazillion dollar contract they're probably like hey you know, we'll give you a how about like a two year with a third year option you know that will try to try to sweeten him like that but um if he's looking to get the bag he's he's not going to get it from the giants uh he'll probably especially because what he plays what third and outfield right He played kind of more outfield than anything because Longo was kind of locking down third base. But now with the exactly. universal DH, I guess he can, you know, Longoria can play more DH or whatever, and Chris Bryant can be more of the everyday third baseman. Or I mean, they can keep flip flopping, I guess too. But um, but uh, I mean, I I think if he's gonna get the bag, he'll get the bag from somebody for sure, and it won't be a Bay Area team for sure. It definitely won't be the Oakland A's for sure because they're probably just gonna trade everybody. Uh, Matt Olson, he's. Definitely still in the trading block, but it looks like the A's really just want to get a shit ton for him. Obviously, so he's still under control for at least a couple more years. Uh, the Yankees are the name that kind of everyone's talking about. I do wonder what's going to happen. I mean, I know we I think we talked about it like at the very beginning, like if you trade Matt Olson for like Luke Voigt and a bunch of prospects or picks, I'm not a, completely opposed to that because I do like Luke Voigt. I think he was underutilized over there, but 
Uh, uh, so the free agents, the big ones still left. Carlos Correa. I mean, I think we've talked about him a bunch. Uh, I mean, kind of th- like going through the teams because we have, you know, we've have to reset our minds after 99 days of where everybody lands. Uh, Javi is with the Tigers. So that was kind of the one we we're thinking about. That's not going to happen now. Um, any place you really like career? Do you think he just ultimately goes back to the Astros? What, but I don't think he's going back. Like it doesn't seem like it. I don't know. I don't think he's going back. Um, I, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to think about him. I feel like he has a overall question. Do you think maybe because of the lockout, some of these players kind of punt and sound like a quick little one-year deal and then go to next year's free agency and try to, you know, really go through discussions and sign the long-term deal. I can see maybe a few of them do it. Like maybe Korea goes back to Astros just for like a year or something like that, just to, you know, it's a familiar uh, system and organization, all that kind of fan base and everything. Um, I mean, maybe Korea goes to the Yankees. I just feel like, you know, I don't know. I Korea is it's because of the whole things with the Astros. I just feel like, and the way that he presented himself, I just feel like people are going to be a little booty tickled about that. So I think he'll probably resign with the Astros. Uh, Trevor Story, another shortstop. He's out there. Uh, Freddie Freeman. It looks like his the talks for him have really ramped up, and it seems like Dodgers. The Dodgers. The Dodgers yeah. are really trying to make a push for him. So I think it's either going to be the Dodgers or the Braves. I mean, I know the Braves just won a World Series, but I mean, he was. I think he deserves to. He deserves to get a really good offer from the Braves and he should stay his yeah. whole career there. But uh, I guess the, the perfect time to quote unquote sell is right after you win a world series. So you get some goodwill with your fans, but I mean, you got Acuna and Albies and some other guys like on good contracts that you can sign a little, you know, sign the veteran to a little bit more when the actual young core is under cheaper contracts. But so, so what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking happens Story Trevor Story goes to the Astros to the A's. Oh, I would love him to go to the A's, but I think he goes to the Astros. You know, when I played MLB the show 20, I signed him, I signed Trevor Story to the A's. It was a trade, oh. so oh, it's definitely gonna, it's definitely gonna work out. That's how it works. So wait, right? Who'd you trade him for? I don't know. I trade him because what it, it's like a one year thing, or so honestly, it doesn't even matter what you trade him for. You just trade whatever, and just be like, mm-hmm. oh, sure, yeah, I'll get Trevor Story back. Nice, yeah. But I think story goes to the Astros. I think they'll give him the bag and he'll be a welcome addition. Uh, Bryant, I was thinking about it. Maybe, maybe the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Just because. And that 20 year drought. I think he may not get like a huge bag, but he would get probably something decent enough for him to be like, all right, fuck it. I can plant my seed here. Um, because I, I can't, I know they have a third baseman because I know I did some fucking DraftKings for him last year and he actually did shit for me. Are you but talking about Corey's brother? Yeah. But he's retired. Really? Yeah. Like Ky- retired? Ky- Kyle Seeger. He retired. Honestly, he probably had some more, he had some more juice in the tank, but he retired. Well, then I definitely think Chris Bryant goes to the Mariners. Um, so you know, Castellanos, Anthony Rizzo, fuck him, Shorby had to 
get that one. Shout out to Kyle Schwarber. And then uh, an international player, Sia Suzuki. He's an outfield. He's actually been linked to the uh, uh, Giants. So if keep a name out there for uh, Suzuki, he might go to the Giants. But uh, Clint Kershaw, he signs a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Still relatively young, but uh, his prime certainly has passed him by. Um, I kind of brought it up earlier, Dominic. Do you see this as kind of a stopgap, sign a year, stay with your old team, and then possibly go and sign another contract later? Or is this the swan song? Is this his last ride for old lefty, for old Clayton Kershaw? He's probably done after this year, um, unless he, you know, I, I think he's going to be like the Tom Brady. If he wins, maybe he plays again. If he loses, maybe he's done. Is Clayton Kershaw Hall of Famer, Dominic? You know, me and uh, another guy, some asshole at work. Um, this was too long of an answer. The answer is yes. There's no thinking about it. You just say yes. No. But, but continue. No. I think great pitcher, but you look at a pitcher like Tim Hudson, who his whole career probably was – very, very good. Maybe, uh, you know, I mean, just his, his, his stats and records, you know, everything like that. But will Tim Hudson be in the Hall of Fame? No, because he gets overlooked by everybody else during his era. So do I think Clayton Sher- Kershaw will be a Hall of Famer? No. The, hot, the hottest of hot takes out here, that Clayton Kershaw is not a Hall of Famer. Okay, so um, let's just run through it real quick. Uh, Dominic, Tim Hudson's career war, 57.9 in a, how many, I wish I can just quickly see how many years he's played. He played 17 years. His war is 57.9. Clayton Kershaw has only played four, has played 14 years. So three less years. His war, 71.9, way more. His record, 185 and 84. Obviously, it's less than Hudson's, but he has a career ERA of 2.49. Tim Hudson's career ERA, 3.49. So a whole run less than Clayton Kershaw's. Kershaw's a three-time Cy Young winner. He won the Triple Crown, and he's an MVP. Did Tim Hudson do any of those things, Dominic? Uh, no, but no, I'm not. He didn't I'm win not, a single. He didn't win a single Cy, Cy Young. Okay, I'm not. Say, you you literally just I'm compared not, him to I, Tim I, Hudson. Oh, oh my God! What Tim Hudson did in his era, in my opinion, was very dominant. And I'm not. And I don't. And I don't think Tim Hudson will be in the Hall of Fame because, like I said, he gets overshadowed by everyone else. Clayton Kershaw, what he did in his era was dominant but i don't just because of those achievements i don't i still don't well, think okay random random question dominic yeah, sure. when do you, when do you think clayton or clayton kershaw tim hudson's best era what was his best era year and what do you think that era is what i mean I need, okay not year, just year. when, when okay. was his best <laughs> what what's his best era high twos high twos the right one i believe it is his best year for era was with the a's year year 
age 27 in 2003. It was a 2.70. Now, can you pick what Clayton Kershaw's best ERA was? High ones. 1.77 in 2014, the year he won. No, not. That wasn't even the year he won the Triple Crown. I don't think so. No, it was not. Shout out. He's also a Dodger, so fuck him. The year he won the Triple Crown was 2011. 21 wins, 2.28 ERA, 248 strikeouts. Uh, Johnny, J- Johnny Roca, I know you're a big Dodger fan. So if you want to just come out here and air your grievances to Dominic saying Clayton Kershaw's not a Hall of Famer, um, I'm, I'm all here for it. So uh, come out, ring Dominic a new asshole, and yell at him that Clayton Kershaw is a Hall of Famer. And he's only 33. So yes, Kershaw he might be. be a, Kershaw can be a Hall of Famer, but Barry Bonds can. It's bullshit. Whatever. Next topic. Next topic. Uh, that's it. No, well, no, not it for the baseball. Sticking with the Dodgers, actually. Uh, Trevor Bauer. We uh, talked about how he's quote unquote innocent. They're not charging him for anything, but uh, they're continuing his administrative leave. They're extending it for another seven days. Technically, I think the reason is they haven't actually talked to Bauer yet and like an interview and kind of get his side of the story for the MLB. Um, we still don't know what's going to happen, if he's going to get suspended, if he's going to get traded or go somewhere else. I know he has like these kind of one year options all the time. So I don't know what is going to happen there, but a lot of people are kind of just talking about the Dodgers without even mentioning Trevor Bauer. Um, I guess maybe we'll know. Well, we'll probably not know by next week, but uh, what do you think happens with the Trevor Bauer saga? Because it's, I mean, it seems like it's put behind us. He's done. He's not with a that. Hall of Famer. Oh, wait, sorry. Wrong topic. Oh, yeah, we're not, we're not talking about that right now. Sorry. Sorry. Um, where does he go? Um, I don't think he plays. It is weird because I feel like I've heard like he, the Dodgers don't really, the Dodgers didn't want him. Um, I did see his vlog the other day. And he kind of ran into Blake Trine and Bruce Dargradwell, and they seemed like they they liked him and they were having a fun time. So, um, yeah, it's very very interesting to see what Trevor Bauer does and what he ends up going because goes to Oakland Athletics on a fucking one yeah. year like two million dollar deal. I don't think that's gonna happen. He, I mean, he's still very valuable. He had a you know up and down season for when he was pitching last year, but I. Do you think he gets suspended? It's very it's a tricky situation because he was off for a lot oh. of last season, but he was getting paid the whole time. He's technically innocent. Uh, I I don't understand that kind of stuff because it's like, I mean, I know we're going to cover it in the next in, in football, but I mean, it's kind of like if you're innocent, should you really be punished? I mean, I feel like if if you're innocent, which technically he is, your punishment was the fact that you weren't able to play. Because if you are a baseball player, football player, whatever sport you play, you love the game that much, not playing hurts you. That's punishment enough. So I, I don't think he should be suspended. I think it's, you know, I just don't think he should be suspended. But then again, I don't support what, he did allegedly it's a tricky situation i don't know uh, but moving on to the football the nfl free agency has started so we're having like unprecedented craziness with nfl free agency and mlb free agency happening all at the same time uh didn't go super crazy on friday but it should turn up 
next couple days and especially next week. But uh, the QB carousel kind of it continues. Um, the first domino fell and it kind of just set into effect everything else. Dominic, the number one guy in this QB class, Darren Rod- Aaron Rodgers, oh, sorry. resigns with the Green Bay Packers four years, $200 million, making him the highest paid player in the NFL. Uh, First, did you think this was going to happen? Because I think I definitely was the guy saying he's going to go to Denver. And I was the guy saying he's going to Las Vegas. (laughs) Well, definitely not unbiased. Definitely not biased there. But uh, and they also franchise tagged at Devontae Adams. So Adams and Rodgers are going to be together next season. Uh, thoughts on, I guess, the move. They still are kind of in salary cap hell. They got to move some things around and make it work. But uh, Rogers staying possibly the rest of his career in Green Bay now. I never really understood. Like, I mean, sorry, before I answer that, like, so if you get franchise, <clears throat> if you get franchise tagged, you can't leave. Nope. It was the thing with Dak Prescott. They kept franchise tagging him, making a shit ton of money, but he can't go anywhere. So even if even if Adams doesn't want to play there, if he's like, you know what, I don't want to fucking play here anymore, he can't leave. Technically, I mean, he could throw a hissy fit and make it known he doesn't want to play, which ultimately probably could work. But if he, I mean, Roger, if if Rogers didn't resign or whatever you want to call it, restructure, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Adams would have been gone as well, unless they just wanted to sign him to like a massive contract and that would have kept him, but. Adams was pretty open that he wanted to either play with Rogers, play with Carr, you know, or be on, you know, some sort of winning team. And so I am win. I mean, Raiders made the playoffs, you know, true, so you true. Call them a winning team. We don't know what's going to happen this season. Cause I mean, the AFC West is fucking loaded, yeah, but it's fucking uh, Rogers. Adams. Yeah. They're back. Rod- yeah. It's, it's, is it going to just be Charlie Brown with the football? We're going to have high expectations next season, and they're just going to disappoint us again? No, I, 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 as long as Rodgers stays at the level he was playing at last season, I think I think everything will be fine in Green Bay. Um, Does he win a Super Bowl in, in these next four years? I think that's really like what this, what they have to do to make this damn. worth it. Into like you know cement his legacy and all these other you know I would say bullshit he, first take if, things. I would say if they don't, if they don't, he's first of all he's a Hall of Famer no matter what. Can we agree on that? More than Clayton Kershaw? Yes, hundred percent more than Clayton okay. Kershaw. Okay. All right, um, but we can agree upon that, right? Yes. Okay. If he if he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl. Does it hurt his chances at all? No, right? I mean, he has the one Super Bowl, so I think he always has that on his resume. And I I mean, I don't want to say he can do no wrong, because obviously, you know, he can he can pull an OJ Simpson and not get yeah. inducted or something. But yeah, even though OJ Simpson is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame shout out. But uh I, I mean I'm pretty sure his Hall of Fame bust is already being carved out and yeah, being designed because my thing is, you know, if if I was a Green Bay fan, all right, cool, we got Aaron Rodgers, cool, 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 but I would like you said the expectations of I need to see some fucking playoff wins. 
I would love to see at least one more Super Bowl try, but I feel like it's going to be typical Packers make it to they have a great season, maybe a dominant first round, second round eliminated. I agree. And, and it's I just going to be the the continuing cycle of Green Bay issues. So maybe by next season I'll get wrapped up in the Pat McAfee Aaron Rodgers hype train and I'll be back on board, but I'm going to not going to temper expectations right now with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, before but, uh, before you continue, um can I get a uh, 5 minute little thing so I can go make another cup of coffee or I mean Sure, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and Dominic, you, know, you don't some need coffee. to take a commercial break. Just talk about, you know, like you know. But I can just pause the recording and come right back. But everybody now knows that when they when it just automatically pops back up, it's because you know I got my cup of coffee. But I was gonna ask you a question, Dominic. Oh, you asked me a question. I'm gonna ask you a question where it come back. So I'm gonna ask you a question about the quarterback carousel, Dominic. What okay. are your thoughts? on Rodgers signing or whatever, and then just immediately all these dominoes fall. So did you think it had that big of an impact or was it just happenstance? We'll come back and down. You have to stay tuned to find out after this commercial break from detox auto detail and raise energy. And we're back now, Dominic, that you've had a time to make your cup of coffee, second cup of coffee. So we might take another commercial break for him to take a shit. But now that you have time to ponder the question, uh, thoughts on Aaron Rodgers signing and then just all the dominoes falling of kind of the next uh, quarterbacks signing and trading all the other things. Well, Brandon, in my um, professional opinion, um, Aaron Rodgers getting uh, all that money has made it clear that the Packers have come to play. Now, honestly, I can't keep a straight face doing that. Um, I mean, it, it. I'm not gonna say it set the tone, but once you, I mean, I know in my eyes, if someone I see gets gets a raise, I want to fucking raise. I want to be on a contending team. I want all these things to go to happen for me. If this motherfucker who's a old as shit, even though he's not that old, um, is getting it uh, with. Uh, I know what you're alluding to is one of the big moves, which I don't think it's a big move. I know it's that a- out Jerry Judy, who was on a roller coaster of emotions. He he was just on an emoji tweeting spree of him being kind of sad that they the Broncos didn't get Aaron Rodgers. And then all he had to do was wait an hour. And then the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson, probably. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. The number two guy on the QB market, he gets the Seahawks, that is, gets a huge return in advance. So the Broncos get Russell Wilson in a fourth-round pick in exchange for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, uh, D-lineman Shelby Harris, uh, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. So Seattle ultimately gets a haul for Russ, but it's really hard to find a QB that talented and that you know is good. Is he worth all that? For Is he worth it? It's it's, it's I'm not def- saying, I'm not it definitely saying is a lot. It definitely is a lot. It's but... a lot for Russell, uh, a older version of Russell Wilson, and we saw what he did last year. I mean, it wasn't. I, I would pretty. like to. Th- I would like to throw out last season just because he had the the thumb injury, the hand injury that that's that definitely affected him. He was not right after that injury, but if he comes back and just shits the bed, then obviously that's going to be a 
a question mark. But I mean, we've seen with the Rams who needs picks when you have a talented core of people. And I mean, that's what the Broncos said. I keep banging the drum that I think they're super talented, that you're seeing a quarterback. And I think they're instantly maybe not a Super Bowl contender, but definitely a playoff contender and division contender. So, I, I mean, I like the move. I think Russ is really good. He's still what 33. He's still, he's yeah. relatively young, definitely younger than Aaron Rodgers. So he has a lot of good years left in him. So are you saying, is that a, so they didn't get Aaron Rodgers. Was Russ, is Russ a good second option? Or do you think they should have went another route? I mean, I think he's the second best guy in, in this class. The QB class is not good this season draft wise. We've seen how the uh, Broncos have drafted quarterbacks. I mean, hence Drew Locke, which Drew Locke, he has good arm talent, but I think the ship has sailed of him being a, a good NFL quarterback. He might put on for a city, but he has not been able to get those Dubskis that John Elway wanted him to. So after it was clear that Rodgers wasn't going to go anywhere, I think teams not panic per se, but they kind of knew that the type of free agency and whatever type of quarterback class there was like, okay, we need to do something. And Denver was definitely one of those teams that was at the top end of needed to get a quarterback. And so they did whatever they could to get Russ. And uh, I mean, you can kind of think of it like the Peyton Manning situation, obviously not the trade for Peyton, but if, as long as Denver wins a Super Bowl, contends for a Super Bowl, I think this trade works out well. Now going to the Seahawks, I mean, possibly they could flip it and get another top tier uh, quarterback. But Which even like Russell Wilson was an, an accident. They didn't mean to draft a generational guy. Yeah. I mean, because if you remember, they signed Matt Flynn to that stupid contract. And then he gets beat out by Russell. He goes to the Raiders. I think it's beat out as well. So yeah, let's not talk about that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't even mean to to draft Russell as like the guy. So now that you're trying to draft the guy, it almost just kind of makes it harder to get someone like that. Well, I mean, so, I mean, we're talking about this draft class isn't very, or whatever free agent, whatever you want to fucking call it. A name that pops in my head for Seattle, who, you know, has a situation like Trevor Bauer is Deshaun Watson, who's been cleared and found innocent. And he said he was innocent the whole fucking time. I mean, Definitely, he ain't going back to Texas or the Texans per se. Um, you think the Seahawks would be a possible landing spot, or do you think he goes somewhere else, or does he even play? I don't see the Seahawks being. They're just not in the right situation. I would say to to trade for Deshaun Watson. Now he they obviously the Seahawks have a bunch of draft picks they could trade, but. It's going to be interesting to see what you get for Watson because, I mean, Russ set the precedent of what you can get, whatever that was, two first, two seconds, and a fifth, plus a whole bunch of different players. Yes, he has a whole bunch of baggage, but he's younger. Maybe, you know, physically-wise and talent-wise, he might be a little bit better than Russell. Obviously, he doesn't have the resume, but... I, I, and the Texans are still looking to get something for him, and now that he's been... Not he's not charged on criminal counts. He still has 22 uh, civil lawsuits still pending. And I would assume he's going to get a suspension regardless. Uh, The Panthers are a team that's been heavily rumored 
and heavily going after Watson. So I, I just don't see Seahawks doing something like that, but I see the Panthers or one of these other kind of teams like the Steelers or the Colts, you know, kind of the quote unquote win now, you know, ready, I would say kind of teams, even though the Panthers aren't that best, aren't that good, but the NFC South is kind of open at the moment that you can make this type of move. And apparently uh, the Panthers are open to trading uh, Christian McCaffrey, even though I don't think the Texans would want Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He's, you know, one of the best running backs in the league, but he's injury history and he signed a big contract and they're trying to get away from the big contract to Sean Watson. I don't know if that's going to work out, but do you think, do you think in sports, I mean, I would say the last decade, the big thing was to get a long-term shit ton of money deal. Do you think, I mean, it seems like I know in baseball, a lot of teams are starting to shoo away from the long-term contracts. Do you think that's going to be starting? That's going to be a big trend in most major league sports where it's just, you know, I'd rather give you a decent amount of money for a couple years versus a shit ton of money for 10 years. I would say so. I think we're definitely seeing a lot of really big short-term contracts. I mean, we just saw Rogers four years, 200 million, uh, you know, the Trevor Bauer deal, the Max Scherzer deal, a lot of money up front, not so much, you know, some money on the back end, but we're not getting those really long-term deals. I mean, we have the Fernando Tatises who signed those massive in terms of length, massive deals. But if you kind of break it down from a fundamental standpoint, it's not actually that much money, especially like in their prime prime years. And even as the market kind of increases, they might even be really underpaid by the time those years kind of come around. So yeah, I, I agree with you, Dominic. No, good question. Good question. Thank you. I mean, I, that's one thing I'm trying to do is learn. You know, we've been only doing this for a couple of years. And, but know, there's always, but there, but there is always going to be those players who want long term stability. Not saying they're never going to go away, but I think, you know, the, you're not going to see it as, as crazy. The Albert Pujoses of the world, those types of deals. Bobby Bonilla. Well, we just got a Bobby Bonilla deal with Chris Davis with a C. Oh, okay. Not with K. Yeah, he's never going to get a Bobby, Bobby Bonilla deal. So sad. So sad. Um, but yeah, so um, I know I'm I'm on the Denver hype train as a uh, Raiders fan. We don't like this move because I mean I'm pretty much I I mean don't get me wrong I'm gonna I I'm a diehard Raider fan. It's gonna be fucking difficult to even cheer for these fucking uh, divisional matchups. It's gonna be hard to cheer. I I by far best division in football now. I, I not even I, close. It has to be. It, there's no one. There's no other division that comes close. You have, first of all, just saying the name four Kansas of, City. Four of the top, I don't know, definitely 15 yeah. quarterbacks, maybe 12, depending on kind of where you put Herbert and Carr. Because I think it goes Mahomes, drop-off, Wilson, and then kind of another drop-off. And I think it's kind of Carr and Herbert and kind of where you see it, because Carr is the older guy, more proven, but Herbert has much higher of an upside. Yeah, it's – and then I know we're going to talk about it in a second, but, I mean, the Chargers – just landed fucking Cleo Mack, who, yeah, he ha- he's been hurt. He's been getting hurt midway through the season or back, whatever, you know, but he hasn't been playing full, you know, full length seasons lately. Same with Joey Bosa, but still. But you pair him with Joey Bosa. It's fucking, he can't get double teed all the time. Exactly. It's just going to be, I mean, like I said, I love the Raiders. They're my team, but Chargers after the, after the way they played last year, 
You add Khalil Mack. I think they re-signed who was it? Mike Williams. Yep. I, the Chargers are looking like a like you like you just said a win uh, a win now team, definitely. Yeah, I mean, if Chargers can really bolster that defense, I think they can definitely contend. And I mean, they Raiders just got Josh McDaniels and they got a new GM, so maybe they're going to head in the new direction and they can do something with it. But I do wonder what the I think the I keep wanting to say the 49ers, then I almost said the Giants, the Raiders are going to probably fall to the wayside, unfortunately, being. Oh, yeah. Place. And it just sucks because I mean, and don't get me wrong, maybe there's some magical, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, they draft a wide receiver and, you know, uh, some fucking, you know, linebacker or, or a fucking safety. I don't know. But, and maybe the Raiders can keep the momentum they had from last year. But I'm high, I'm very, I, I highly doubt the Raiders will be where they were last year or better. Uh, Derek Carr, kind of one of those names floated out there is potential trade. Uh, Marcus Mariota is a free agent, so he's, he can sign anywhere. I think he's going to be kind of a hot commodity. You know, him, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, even like Gardner Minshew, kind of t- those types after, um, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think Trubisky got signed. He signed somewhere. I mean, he signed with the Bills as like the backup, but he's oh. kind of one of those guys that a lot of people are looking at to possibly be a new starter. So I think, uh, well, let's just talk about it first. The next quarterback to fall in this domino effect was Carson Wentz. He has left Indianapolis after the one year. He gets traded to the commies. He is now a Washington commander. And so almost a year after he gets traded for a first and a third, he gets flipped for two third round picks. So definitely a steep fall off from the Russell Wilson deal. Uh, thoughts on Carson Wentz now going to the Washington football team. Formerly uh, the Washington commander, football team. Commanders, thank you very much. Um, Sorry, the commies. It's tough. I think Wentz in Indiana could have done could have done something if they would have. And that's one thing I, I feel that happens with a lot of teams when they, you know, it doesn't go for football, goes for every professional sport. When you trade for somebody um, thinking, oh, if I just add this one piece, we're fucking winners. It doesn't always happen that way. I, you know, people get hurt. There's, you know, people retire, people, you know, drugs, you know, DOI kill people. Um, but uh, it, I think if you would have gave him maybe another season or two, I think Carson Wentz could have done something for Indiana. But I think Indiana is one of those teams where they're like, you know what? We need to, you know, establish that we're not a pushover team. And I think Carson Wentz isn't the quarterback for a team that is trying to show that, you know, their shit don't stink. So going to the commanders, I think it'll be a okay, you know, start, but they definitely need to build. I don't think they build around Carson Wentz. I think they build around another quarterback. This is, uh, I think that's a very interesting move just because of the quarterbacks and how there's really nothing there. You trade away Wentz, you're on the doorstep of making the playoffs. So now you have no quarterback. Um, really, I mean, it's like Jimmy G and then that's kind of it in terms of like starting quarterbacks, like proven well, Jimmy G still has a technically a, a year left. He's not a free agent. He has a year. Yeah. And the 49ers, I mean, I think they're waiting. I think they're kind of waiting for like the prime spot and try to, cause now Jimmy G I think is the top quarterback right now on the market. And so you can go and I mean, 
unless they do want to go all in on Deshaun Watson. But even then, you know, I, I still think Deshaun Watson is getting suspended, but I think teams are going to just look past that because they want the talent and he's young exactly. and he can, you know, give up this year, even though the Colts are super talented. I mean, however many pro bowlers they have, they can win now. They can do something, but they need a comp, comp, competent quarterback. And I don't think Carson Wentz is that. Yeah, I mean, I I know I'm kind of like beating the Jimmy G drum right now, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him. I just think him going to Indy just makes a lot of sense because you have Jonathan Taylor. Jimmy G's proven that he, in a heavy run offense, he can, you know, not fuck up. He can do what he needs to do, you know, make the make the good throws. Not he's going to yeah. make any amazing throws, but he'll, you know, do what he needs to do to win. So I, I just feel like that's the best option for them. And I, I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but I just think it makes too much sense for it not to happen. I mean, my, the question I have, and it's somebody that I think looked a lot better last year that kind of grew on a lot of people is a uh, Heineke. How come he, how come they didn't give him, how come they traded for wins and didn't just stick to their guns? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't love Heineke really that much, but you know, cheaper, cheaper deal. You can go somewhere else with that money. I think the real re I mean, Wentz has a lot of money still due on his contract, which I think was kind of the more important reason and that that's why the Colts are trying to get I'm rid of him. Like, why would you want to go with Wentz? You know what I mean? It's like, you're going to take on his contract and you know, you could just deal, you know, Heineke, like you I know you said you weren't a fan, but he was decent for what it was. I mean, yeah, he's okay. I mean, he has he has a lot of Brett Favre in him, even though he's not Brett Favre, which can get you into trouble. But, you know, you're going to be wearing a nice pair of Wrangler jeans, though. And a copper fit sleeve. Oh, yeah. All right. Where are we at right now? Uh, moving on, I already talked about Watson. already talked Mac. Uh, yep. Finally, sticking with the Raiders, uh, <gasps> some good news for the Raiders. Oh, they yeah. signed Max Crosby four years, <laughs> 98 0.98 million dollars uh two years to the day of him celebrating his sobriety shout out he signs a mega deal uh, i love this deal i mean max crosby shot i mean you know he gets drafted uh was it last year in oakland and he wasn't even the number one guy he's like the second or third round guy and uh, he has proven to be a dude and much deserved now if we can you know i think our d-line is probably pretty good. We need the secondary to kind of, you know, wake the fuck up. If Jonathan Abrams can just not get hurt every other play, which and, I've kind of, you know, I've come to terms that he's probably not going to be healthy and play for the Raiders that much. They should just cut him, honestly. But you know what's going to happen? They're going to cut him. Someone's going to sign him, and then he's going to go off and be a fucking, you know, Pro Bowler next year. So, yep. Yep. Fucking good for, good for Max Crosby. Killing me. Good for kill. him. Uh, then finally, with the NFL news, uh, this could have been a, a big story. And this was kind of the big story on Monday. And we could have just, you know, gone the whole however long on this story because it is a really big deal. Calvin Ridley, he gets suspended the entire 2022 season for betting on NFL games. 
Um, it's also come out that he's he bet on other games, but technically that's not illegal in the NFL agreement. Uh, but he while he was stepped while he stepped away uh, for mental health reasons, which that still is a legitimate thing that he was dealing with. He was betting on games. It came out that he was betting like fifteen hundred, but then it came out that it's more. Um, he bet on the Falcons to win, so nothing in terms of you know quote unquote throwing games, but. He, I mean, he wasn't even a part of those games to begin with, but he uh, found out, gets suspended. The hammer is put down on him. 17 games the entire season. Uh, Dominic, your thoughts on this massive suspension handed down by the NFL, setting a precedent. You know, if if one thing they definitely need to crack down is this, you know, go ahead, beat your girlfriend, beat a kid, fucking sexual assault everybody, but don't gamble on your team to win. Ah, oh God, it's terrible hate I, I, he is scum of the earth i cannot uh, i don't want to talk about it anymore i'm so i'm so hurt yeah the optics of this is not good because <laughs> i mean we put the tweet out on the instagram of like you know the ray rice adrian peterson exactly. all these all these other different things of them getting like you know a slap on the wrist two games six games and then pay you a suspend, fine here you go you suspend calvin ridley for the entirety of the season but i do understand what they're doing they're setting a precedent they're saying look we we have so much money coming in for fantasy for gambling i mean they're kind of partnering with sports books now that that's like the one thing that you can't have with sports gambling you can't have fixed games you have to keep the integrity of the game intact and if a player is betting on games whether it be to win or to lose you cannot have that happen yes i don't agree. Don't I don't agree with the suspension for Ugh. being so massive, but I see what the NFL is doing. And they're saying, look, we're going to set a precedent. Now we understand it's not fair, but we're going to suspend Calvin Ridley for this amount of time. And all you motherfuckers that might be thinking or even betting on games right now, don't do it because you bet three, let's say 3000, 5000. He has now forfeited like $11 million because of this. Well, I just don't understand the fact that, you know, I play for the Falcons. If I want to bet on a giant Seahawks game, why does it fucking matter? It doesn't, you know, I don't, I'm not playing in that team, any of those teams. So if, but you can say you have connections, you could like, you know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge somebody, not saying it's happening, but this is just a slippery slope that the NFL doesn't want to get into. Yeah. But then also I'm thinking, okay, if I play for the fucking Falcons and you play for the Cowboys, and I'm like, hey, you know, I know you're, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a position you can actually play. You know, I know we answer questions, but let's say you're running back because I know you're just so fast. Hey, Brandon, I know you're the water boy for the Cowboys. So could you put some laxatives in there so they don't play? Yeah, but then, but that's more realistic. But do you think this day and age, someone would actually do that? Jeopardize their job, all these things? Because once you, once you found out that, Oh, the water had laxatives in it. Who does the water? Oh, Brandon does the water. And then now not only are you fired, but I'm sure they're going to press charges and you're going to owe them all the money that you probably would have gotten from me for trying to win a bet. Not saying it's going to happen, but it's it's what the NFL doesn't want happening. Then you need to fucking be like, I would say cut the suspension. If he won any of those bets, you need to fucking bring that. You need to turn that money into some charity or something. 
and cut it down to like four games or something like that, you know, whatever. But then you, then you, then you tell everybody right then and there going forward, if we catch you betting, you're out for the rest of the season and the next. So don't do it. But then that, that would be fair to everybody else. If you're only suspending Calvin Ridley for that many games, you need to give him the same amount. Don't be a bitch. Shut don't the fuck be a narc. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to be a narc. Uh, finally, I don't need to go too in depth in this, but we did this last year. Uh, Dominic, it's anniversary two years of COVID. Yay. Hey, this year's going to be our year, baby. Yep. So obviously we're still kind of dealing with the COVIDs and the pandemic and stuff, but it seems like, you know, the past is kind of behind us. The worst is behind us. Now it's nuclear war. World War three, baby. Let's go. It's always one thing after. Remember, it wasn't a 2020 when we were joking about world war three and it was like this whole meme. And then the pandemic happened. So we didn't get world war three. And then it apparently just picked right up right where we started. So here we go. Well, I know it's funny and I think it's more coincidence than like, like foreshadowing and like you know seeing in the future and shit but there's some fucking magazine that i can't remember the name of it but mary sent me a link to it and the cover was a family sitting on their couch uh with like gas masks on their face because of covid or whatever but in the background it showed all these like events in history and like you know it was like the current one was covid and then the next one was nuclear war so you know coming soon to a fucking bomb near you a nuke. Insert nuke gif or meme or whatever. No, not signing off on that. Uh, you know, fuck oh. Putin. Shout out Ukraine. Keep doing your thing. And uh, all no, the other good fun stuff. kind of rhymed. Good job. Yeah, bars. Uh, so after two years of COVID, shout out Rudy, Rudy Gobert setting the whole thing ablaze. <laughs> you fucking uh, bitch. Good times. <laughs> that was such good times. I remember it was a Wednesday watching AEW, and then I switched over to watch, I think it was the thunder jazz and then they just cleared out the building because someone got covid rudy got covid so sorry guys so yeah we're just gonna shut down everything so yeah two years of this thing i think yesterday was the actual anniversary anniversary so good job we all got through it kind of i almost died it's fine yeah dominic almost died studio audience had a bad case too still have me have never got tested for covid so i'm doing good you could have had it but i could have had it no symptoms but uh yeah I did get the little test. Dominic, have you gotten your free COVID test? Yes, I got him in my room. Good job. Good job. Good job. You know, you know, I I I I want you to say thank you because I think all those times you've come over to my house and you've taken a vitamin C tablet. I think that's the reason you never got it. So I want to thank you. You're welcome. You cuck. I swear to God. Well, you said you wanted to thank me. Everyone take your multivitamins, take your little gummies, take your vitamin C's, take all the things. I'll give you this vitamin D. Oh, yeah, baby. Ooh. All right. That's it for the sports. Let's get on into the fan mail segment, loaded fan mail segment, otherwise known as. The best segment of Mr. X's questions of the all right, bum bum. Let's get into the. Don't you want to know before before we start? Don't you? Oh, okay, unless Ty Gundy sent an email about it, should I should I wait? Well, we, we did get a question from Ty Gundy, so we can pre okay, can so then, bury him when he asks his question. Okay, okay. So uh, first, let's go to the Instagram. Uh, we got actually an Instagram from the shout out, whatever call to action that we normally don't get any things on, uh, but this one comes from Joshua underscore Guma fifteen. Uh, first. Mm. Uh, 
Are you guys surprised that uh, baseball came back this week? Uh, sure. Yes. I would say yes. <laughs> I guess. Because it, it was looking bleak and it just kind of happened. So, yes, I'm does, a little bit surprised. Does, does this guy even listen to the podcast? He does listen to the podcast. He does. He does. Oh, oh. Uh, but maybe, maybe, maybe we should have him on sometime. You know, Stingers up. I heard uh, he's a, a baseball player. You know, we need some sports people to. Well, I'm yeah, sorry. He, he's a he's a state baseball. He's a baseball state champion. Or exactly. I would Coast like section I champion. would like him on the podcast maybe once just because I want him to um, kind of tell me, you know, his backstory and how he got to where he is at now, because, you know, he's actually going to college and he's be a doctor he, and he's playing playing for the sting stingrays, you said, or something like that. Or uh, he, he's, he's not playing. I thought he was. No. When did I ever tell you that? So is he going to be all upset because I thought he was playing? And wait, did know, he maybe. try out or and didn't make no, it? Or? No, he didn't pull at me. Oh, okay. He didn't get cut. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he but he did make their royal team and, like you said, the state <laughs> champion. So. And I illegally hopped on a royal fence last week and played on their field. You hopped this, you fucking hopped the swim center fence. It was like as tall as my kneecaps. No, it's not. It is much bigger. It's like <laughs> it's like a six, probably no seven. Let's say seven <laughs> foot fence, but it's probably not seven. It's like in between six and seven. Your seven foot is more like three feet. Okay, gotcha. Um, I don't want to see a little fucking fat ass jump over the fence, bro. I'm like a fucking spider monkey. I go. It's, it's and it's also like a weird fence because it's like kind of plasticky and it's not like a firm fence it kind of has a lot of give to it so you can't really like you know put your foot down on it because oh it so you're saying your in. fucking wagon just fucking ripped it down pretty much but we kind of jumped on me and this other guy the other people kind of jumped on Valar's forerunner ladder that he has on his on the back mm-hmm. we were we jumped on one of the rooms that like one of the window seals jumped on that then jumped on the top of the fence and then jumped down my knee hurts which i don't <laughs> like i don't know what exactly because it didn't happen until after practice but it's not like a tendon it's more like a bruise but it's been kind of consistent these last like this last week and i have the same i have the same issue um like but it, the... it's like it's not like it hurt like i can walk i can do all these different yeah. things it's almost, it's almost kind of like when i like get on my knees it kind of hurts a little bit dude i'm right there my twinsies is it your right knee it is my right knee nice we're uh, same injuries but yours is actually athletic and mine's just from work Hmm. i also have a shoulder injury like i cannot like i've been throwing and like as soon as i start throwing my shoulder hurts but it's not like a constant pain like as soon as i throw it it hurts and then when i stop throwing it does hurt you need an ice bath. I am falling apart. I have been icy in the past two weeks after practice, so I am just completely falling apart. I am old. Uh, then, second question, he actually does have a basketball question. Haven't talked basketball yet. Uh, thoughts on Ben Simmons? He actually showed up to Philly, not played, but he showed up, uh, got the chance, the fuck you, Simmons, and all the other things. Um, did you actually think Ben Simmons was going to show up in yeah. uh, Philly? Probably not, because why would you want to go to Philly? Because you already knew they were going to fucking – troll you and shit so why would you want to go i didn't think he was gonna go so yeah well you know good for him i did see some videos of them face, chanting, face your demons fuck uh ben simmons or whatever and uh blake griffin was having some fun saying that it was a kind of catchy chant uh ben simmons not playing but sitting on the bench uh, well uh joshua underscore guma 15 he has not played at all this season so he's dealing yes he's been dealing with the mentals but he's also dealing with a legitimate injury i kind of forget exactly what it is but he his his vagina hurts yes his vagina hurts he is dealing with some sort of injury then 
Uh, finally, on the Instagram, let's go to Johnny Roca. Uh, some quick questions here. Uh, which will happen first? The San Diego Chargers win the Super Bowl or the San Diego Padres win the World Series? Well, Johnny, if I was an asshole, I would say the San Diego Chargers are never going to win a Super Bowl, so I would go with the Padres because the San Diego Chargers do not exist, but I'm not an asshole. I wouldn't say that. No, never would do that. You're an asshole. No, I'm not. Uh, but Chargers, Padres, who wins a championship first? Chargers. I say the Padres. I, I just the Padres are gonna do what Padres do, and they're gonna choke it in the end and never make it the playoffs. True, but you can say the same thing about the the Chargers, and mm. I think the Chargers have, especially now with the expanded. They just playoffs, signed Khalil Mack. Come on, man! You have the extended. You have the expanded playoffs. So even if the Giants and the uh, Dodgers do well, there's still an open for the Padres to get in there. You're gonna have to tease for 13 seasons. I don't know what they're going to do, you know, kind of the post Machado era and kind of the, that type of, you know, next five to seven years, what they do there. But I do like the Padres. Um, I, I wouldn't put the odds at super high if either, either one of them winning with the next 10 years, but chargers, I would probably lean towards the, the Padres, the Chargers. The AFC is so fucking loaded chargers. Like if, if the chargers were able to relocate to the NFC, then maybe Johnny, what do you think? Let oh, us know. He's not at, after he buries, after Johnny buries you about Clayton Kershaw, ask us who you think. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, question two. Do you think the 2022 world series uh, will be scrutinized as an asterisk team? Thanks to the short lockout. Nope. Nope. Because they are going to play the full 162. I do not see this being a Mickey mouse world series like 2020, but they will go to Disneyland after winning the world series. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, thoughts? Well, I don't think we, man, who cares? We're kind of running long anyways. Uh, question three, who will benefit more this season? The Broncos acquiring Russell Wilson or the Chargers acquiring Khalil Mack? Probably the Broncos. Agreed. I think the Broncos from where they were last year to this season will be a bigger jump. Uh, Chargers on the precipice of making the playoffs. So even if the Chargers go from missing the playoffs to just barely making the playoffs, I still think the Broncos will make a bigger jump, even if they don't make the playoffs, just because of what I think they're going to do this season. And I, I mean, I'm so high on the Broncos. I think I just need to keep riding the wet, you know, riding the wave, riding the wagon. Easy for me to say. Yeah. I think the Broncos are going to continue to, uh, to do their thing with Russ at that high altitude. I mean, it's gonna atmosphere. be it's it's most likely to be KC one. I'll Broncos Chargers put, fighting for it. Broncos, yeah, and then Raiders at the bottom. Why? Why? All right, that's it for the Instagram. Let's move over to the text messages. This one's getting real personal. From Ty Gunty, Ty Gunty. I don't know if he's Gunther. Oh, what? Ty Gundy, Ty Gundy, twenty seven. Wait, if it's a, so, you have him under Ty Gundy twenty seven in your text messages. Kayfabe, Dominic. Do you want me to oh, dox oh. him and say what his real name is? Sorry, 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 sorry. You know, he's been on the podcast multiple times and we've said his full name. And his bitch, yeah. Uh, his question is relatively short, so we can answer his question and then you can get to your story time. Uh, this is a wrestling question. Question for the podcast this week. Should managers of wrestlers get a win on their record when their talent wins a match? So do you think they should keep track of managers' win-loss records, Dominic? I'd say no. I think I told them no. Just because, I mean, I, I my thing is like, 
if you keep track of their win-loss records, unless you're trying to be like, oh, you know, somebody wants a manager. Well, I have 100 wins and six losses. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're trying to do something stupid, a storyline or something like that, I don't think it's really important because they're not the ones that are really, you know, doing the work, so to speak. Um, I think you strictly just leave it to the actual wrestler themselves. But, you know, that's just me. What do you think? Um, I, I think you can. I don't think it's that big of a deal. You can kind of keep it in the peripheral and kind of, you know, keep track of it just so you can say like, oh, you know, Tully Blanchard is however many records and Paul Heyman and all these other different people just to kind of as a throwaway line, not exactly for like real storyline purposes, unless you do some sort of re- like a like a Jade, like when Jade was a free agent, quote unquote, looking for a manager. He can have all these people, you know, going after her, trying to court her and be like, oh, this, this is my record. This is my record. Blah, 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 blah. You can do something like that. But uh, especially like with AEW, where like the records are ke- kept so strictly, you can kind of, you know, mix match. You kind of know what the records kind of already are. But um, for W, I mean, even for like WWE, even they're not like a manager company. But does I, but does it like what? So my thing. I is mean, like, honestly, it doesn't matter. I mean, because like, it reflects because F- it reflects the fuck off the talent, and you already know what the talents are doing. So if you know what the talents are doing, you already know what the manager's doing. My thing is, FTR was with, 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 totally was with FTR. If there's a few matches out of the whole year, let's say that totally didn't walk him to the ring, but technically he's still affiliated with them as the manager. Does he get the win or no? Good question. Two good questions on this podcast. On good job, good job. I'm on fuego. I would say, yes. No. Oh my god. I'd say, <laughs> say it doesn't count. But is I mean, he a it, Hall it, of Famer? I mean, it depends. If if he's there, but he doesn't walk him out to the ring, then yes. But if he just wasn't there all day, then no. But then, but if you think about it, like, but if you think about it, like, like a coach. But if you think about like a head coach when. He or she isn't there. I think technically it goes to the, even though they weren't there, it still counts towards their record. So fuck it. I guess it does. You talk me into it, Dominic. Okay. Good job. Thank you. Okay. So uh, why is Ty Gunny 27 a bitch? So there was a misunderstanding between me and my manager. So what happened was basically there was this whole palette of roles, like over like a hundred roles. You know, but to make it sound even better, it's like over 100, 200,000 labels, you know, just makes it sound a lot bigger of a deal. And one guy was scanning it and he's like, oh, they don't scan. And I'm like, "Your fu- the whole fucking palette doesn't scan. And I'm like, tell the boss man, because that's an issue. And so he tells him and he's like, and the manager starts saying like, oh, we must have missed them when we were scanning them. And I'm like, we I'm like, you're telling me we fucked up that whole bit. Basically, long story short, there's a misunderstanding between the coworker that was scanning them and it was basically the us three. And so I'm like, all right, I'm taking a break. I got a little like stressed out. So, you know, I'm just gonna take a fucking break. And as I'm walking out, Tyler is walking in and I'm shaking my head, whatever. And I go to the, I was gonna go to the break table, but there's some old Asian guy smoking a cigarette. So I'm like, you know what? Don't really want the next to you right now. I'm going to go and be in my, my feelings. So I go because down. Because he's Asian? Racist. No, I just don't want fucking cigarette smoke in my face right then and there. Oh, um, well, good thing for you, Dom. We go into the Park Game Jam in Las Vegas. It's a completely smoke-free hotel. The only hotel smoke-free on the strip. That sucks. 
Um, but then we can go to Aria or New York, New York, and smoke all the doobies you want, dude. I we gotta hurry the fuck up, but I got two stories to fucking tell, and we gotta go. Through all right, wrestling. Biggie, fucking tell your stories. Shit. And so, <laughs> so I sent him a gif of the wedding singer gif of of the somebody kill me now, and I'm like, oh, you know, I want to sit down. So I go right by the door that goes to our warehouse, and I'm sitting on a pallet right there. And all of a sudden, I hear them. So they start mimicking the gif. I'm like, these motherfuckers are fucking talking about me. So I just turned off my phone and I'm sitting there and, you know, I hear everything about me. And then next thing you know, one of the CSR girls opens the door. She goes, oh, shit, you scared me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And then Tyler walks out. He goes like, let me guess. You heard everything. I go, mm-hmm. He goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, you know. I just was an asshole for like two, like for about an hour and a half. And then can't say mad at Tyler just because, you know. Yeah. What is he? Me? Exactly. Yeah. At least I'm an asshole to your face, though. Well, no, they, they, well, the, the thing was they weren't making fun of me. It was one guy was just because they couldn't name, they couldn't remember the name of the movie. And the guy the started singer. They couldn't think yeah. of the wedding singer. Exactly. Right. The guy Adam Sandler is singing in the gift and he doesn't know. It. Yeah. Anyways. And so, uh, yeah. So I was booty. It's like it's over. uncut jams. I was booty tickled over nothing, basically. And then. Uh, yeah. Dominic, but, but he's still a bitch because he could have just kept that personal. Could have been like, you know, like, oh, you know, could have been a bro. But, you know, he broke my heart that day. Dominic, would you say you're the studio audience's muse? More of her Metallica. Mm, a little. Okay, you don't obviously know that. Apparently, Uncut Gems hasn't reached uh, Instagram Reels yet, so I okay. am waiting for those to hit the TikTok or the Instagram yeah. group chat in like a week or two. Got gotcha, it. Gotcha. Got gotcha. It. Um, and then, no, no, no hate to the studio audience, but you know, usually the thing she sends in the Instagram group chat, I've seen them before, like a week or two later I on TikTok. Really give, I don't care. But um, but anyway, second be- second story. Park is this a parking before, lot story? Parking spot, bitch. Day before. Should have should have probably went corner chronological order, but day before, get to work. Um, it's about eight twenty five. I got there a little early because I don't go to Seven Eleven anymore for breakfast. So I've been getting there to work earlier. And there's what's the, what's the what's the Seven Eleven order? I don't think I ever really had breakfast. In it's like a it's like a mini it's like a mini it's like a medium coffee. And they were doing like a deal where like you get like a free muffin if you buy a coffee. I'm like, fuck it, free muffin. But and then, you know, it, it, it's 7-Eleven. So, you know me, I'm a fat ass. So it could be just the coffee and the muffin. It could be like taquitos, a slice of pizza, chips, cookies, you know, 7-Eleven, you know, fuck it. It's breakfast. Um, and so. I got to work early and there's two spots available. One was parallel parking between two cars who left me probably just the most minimal room for my big ass truck. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to fucking hit any cars today. And the second option was a this coworker spot who I guess he deems it his, but it's, it's a fucking street parking. You can't fuck. It's not yours. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm not parallel parking in this bitch. So I just took his. And plus he wasn't, his car wasn't there. So I'm like, maybe he's off. Maybe, you know, he went home early, whatever. Not even like two minutes later, I hear this car come behind me and just starts revving his little shitty Ford Ranger. Just nah, 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 nah. And I'm like, and I'm on the phone with the studio audience the whole time. I'm like, dude, this guy's a fucking pussy. I'm like, 
you're getting booty tickled over a parking spot. Okay. And he parks closer to the building. So her building, she works in the same building as him, has its own parking lot, literally right across from the door. It's like 10 steps. Yeah, so for the record, this this asshole is not tagging you 27. No, 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 no. Okay, just make it sure. Make it sure. Yeah, yeah. So we got another parking spot bitch into the story. Two parking spot bitches. Well, Tyler's not a parking spot bitch. He's just a hurting of your feelings bitch. Okay. Um, but so he parks closer. You know, he's he was paid taking like 30 steps from where I was parked. He's taking like 10 now. And he's in a legitimate parking parking lot in a parking spot. And he gets out of the car. Oh, what the fuck? And he walks inside. And like I said, I'm on the phone with studio audience. And I he walks up to her and starts bitching at her about the fact that I'm parked in his spot. And she's just like, I care why. Go fucking talk to him. Uh, you should go tell him. Blah, 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 blah. And I and I told her, I said, if you would just knocked on my window, I would have put it down. What's up? Hey, man, it's bugging me. Can you move? I would have moved. But the fact that now, why are you going to give in to peer pressure? Say, Fuck you. This ain't a park. This no, ain't your because, park. no, because the thing is, when he got there, three spots opened up. I would have been easily. Oh, I would just parked right there. Fuck it. But you're going to be a little fucking bitch about it and fucking rev your engine. And then go and complain to my fiance. When the price of gas is so fucking high, you're gonna waste that type exactly. of money to be and an asshole. You're gonna go there and fucking go bitch my fiance. I was like, no, fuck that. So, so what does that uh, have to do with Tyler? Well, I told Tyler, and he's like, we're gonna beat his ass. I was like, nah, not yet. Fast forward, uh, studio on clocking out for the day. She comes over to me and she goes, oh, I gotta go talk to HR. I'm like, about what? And she's like, uh, I gotta he. He went to HR to complain about me parking there. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, so what? Am I getting in trouble? She goes, oh, no. HR laughed at him. And I was like, good fucking dumb fuck. And then uh, HR. So she goes and pulls HR. And me and Tyler, I think, doing something. And HR walks by with Mary. And she goes, oh, does he need to be a part of this? And she goes, no, he just started it. I'm like, sorry. And then she goes, don't worry. Sorry, not not sorry. It's not the first parking lot talk we've had. And uh, but because Mary, but the uh, studio audience was complaining about the fact that he was harassing her about it. And she's like, you know, all he had to do is go talk to him. Why am I involved? Like, it's not it's not cool. And uh, and I also found out when she left that the last person that took his parking spot, he popped a tire. And so I told Mary, the person's tire. Yeah. So I told Mary, uh, I what's said, up with this person? This, he have a he, right? Yeah, he his name's Tony and he's a fucking not to be confused Oof. with Tony, also Tony. part of the Curveballs and Chair Shots universe. Tony. That's a, deep, that's, a, that's a deep cut for everyone out there. Oh, Tony. Oh, yeah. Tony. I yeah, I remember that now. Deep cut. Only the real ones know that one. God damn it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's a, he's just a bitch. He's a fucking mega pussy who, you know, thinks he's the shit and he fucking ain't. So. Okay. 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 I just had to deal with uh, Tygunny twenty seven, but now I have no problem. No, because he had my back that day, ready to fucking beat someone up, and the next day talking to shit. So okay, got it. Okay, so maybe you should have started with parking lot bitch, parking spot bitch, and then yeah. going to the wedding singer. But yeah, uh, Mister X's questions. We still got Mister X's questions. Let's let's go. Yep. All right, from Mister Mister Gentleman, Mister X D D X. Weapon X. What's happening? What? Just for clarification, I'm from Northern Kentucky. Sorry, sorry. As soon as where as I, soon as I, I listen, said, sorry, bitch, sorry, sorry. Listen, bitch. Where I was born and bred and still live, right across the river from Cincinnati, 
which explains my connection to the city. Sorry, I, I, I said Western Kentucky. And then as soon as the podcast is over, I looked up at a map and I was like, yeah, that's not how Kentucky and Ohio work. I was like, ah, well, shit, he's going to yell at me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew it was Kentucky right next to Cincinnati, but I didn't know exactly where that lined up at. You just don't know. How, I'm just a stupid, know. ignorant California boy. Yeah. You know, we know SoCal, NorCal, West Coast, represent. Las Vegas, Reno. That's pretty much all we know. Washington, because, you know, we've been actually there. I actually, actually kind of get Washington and Oregon confused sometimes. Washington's one on top, right? Of Oregon. Yes, I got it. I'm fucking 27. Gravity 28. I am so smart. Good job with a college degree. All right. Now, baseball is back. How do you feel about the changes that have been implemented starting next season? The main one I'm happy with is the banning of the shift. He's actually for favor of that. I, I mean, I'm in favor of it, too, to be honest. Um, I, I think I saw a TikTok about it where it was like, you know, this is leveling the playing field, just like any other sport with the offense is in control. But technically, the defense is in control in baseball, which kind of makes it different. So it's like a illegal formation or a three second violation in basketball or football. And so when you kind of think of it like that, it does make sense. And, and you know, especially in this day and age when everyone just pulls the ball and I know everyone's like, oh, why can't you just take it to the opposite field or bunt the ball? Like, yeah, it's not that it's not that easy. You got to so you got a fucking 96 cutter in on your hands. You're going to try to take that thing the other way. No, the only Fuck way you're yeah. going to really put contact on it, if it's a strike, is you got to pull it. Or, you know, you, you push it to try to bloop it, but that's like even fucking more difficult. You know, I'll show you when you guys show up to a Los Padres game when I'm fucking okay. drippy. As Do it. Fuck. Do it which I don't think I ever showed you the uh, video or not the videos, the photos of the jerseys. You know, I was going to show you the, maybe I was going to show you on Sunday, last Sunday, but you know, somebody didn't show up to revolution. Some, which we'll, we'll so talk about it. Two people that are, we'll talk McCaslin's. about it later. Mr. X is, let's get into Mr. X's questions. That the Broncos give up too much on the chance that Russell Wilson can get them. Wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, am I reading this right? Did the Broncos give up too much on the chance that Russell Wilson can get them to the playoffs and possibly beyond? I think we kind of covered it. Yeah. I think, I mean, honestly, it's probably a little a, bit much. Yeah, it's probably a little bit much, but to get a quarterback of that stature, early 30s, it's fine. It's, it's worth it, yes. to be honest. I mean, is, if you get a Super Bowl ring, it's obviously worth it. If you just have a playoff appearance, a Super Bowl I appearance, I think it's even worth it. Yeah. Well, you're still kind of, would well, be worth it. I mean, anything better than last season, the last couple of seasons is worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's been terrible. Yeah. You're still kind of living off the Peyton Manning Super Bowl win. So you don't need a win per se, but I think at least, you know, a deep run would be great. necessary. Exactly. All right. Going on to uh, the NHL news. <laughs> In NHL news, no major changes on top of spots for each division. Florida, Carolina control the East. Well, Colorado, Calgary, lead in the West. My ducks, quack, quack, appear quack, to be treading, treading, tre- ah, treading water as they slip into sixth place in ESPN's power rankings. They have the avalanche at number one for teams who are the toughest stretch of games toward the end of the season. I'll make the playoff chase more interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. It'll take the playoff chase more interesting to see how one of the top contenders can navigate the adversity heading into the postseason. Random question. Any, any more? Uh, hang on. Any more? Uh, did you make any more hockey bets? Uh, no, I have stayed away from hockey. Oh, okay. I am. Yeah. Okay. Not. Not. I have not. Been, well, you think I would stay away from March Madness bets or March college basketball bets? Keep going. Uh, I have not. I lost two yesterday. 
Um, I lost a heartbreaker. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Mr. X, you would know because it was the Kentucky game. I bet against Kentucky. I'm sorry. But uh, that random three-pointer at the end of the Arkansas-Kentucky game was the difference of Dagger to your heart? Yeah, it was a fucking dagger. And the dude missed. It was whatever, four seconds left. And he had two free throws. Of course, he misses the front end. And then he makes a second one. So that makes it up by whatever. And then the dude hits a three. The only way that Kentucky covers and he fucking banks it in. I was mad. I knew it was, I, Damn. as soon as he missed the first hate free throw, I knew it was going to happen. Hate to see it. Anyways, you're going to say something to me. I was going to say something, but then I forgot. Probably oh, something, but sorry. It's about hockey. I don't know how to read uh, or something. No, oh. no, no. Uh, let's just say technically we go to Vegas and the Vegas Golden Knights are, I think there's like, I don't know if, how the playoffs work, but yeah. you know, maybe if there's like a playoff game there, you know, maybe could you be possibly down to go if the tickets aren't a thousand dollars, which they probably will be. Probably. I mean, because we're big hockey fans. If they're cheap enough. Almost sure. almost San Jose Barracuda season ticket holders. They're cheap enough, sure. But also talk to the boss about that. Anyways, on the wrestling. Get there first, though. Exactly. On to wrestling. How long will this Adam Cole hangman page feud continue till Dilbert nothing? Could they introduce a third contender? Um, I really don't want it to go that long. I think you need to have a a big match at double or nothing and then that's where you debut the next container contender i don't think it gets to double or nothing in terms of a title match maybe we get another one like on a dynamite um they are kind of leaning towards young bucks adam cole split uh kenny omega got teased at revolution so he's kind of around the corner i think that's where they go with double or nothing you get undisputed era versus the elite at double or nothing six man tag all right is it weird for Jericho to go right into another frac- fraction? No, faction. He's fracking? I mean, maybe with these gas prices, he needs to start fracking. <laughs> into another faction Am after I the right? demise of the inner circle. I'd kind of like to see him be a heel on his own. Um, I mean, I feel like Jericho can do anything he wants. I mean, he. It's fucking Chris Jericho. You know, if you want to be with another group, be another group. If you want to be by yourself, be by yourself. Um, definitely jake hager need to go though yeah i mean you can go either way jericho being a singles guy or with the group i think at his stage of his career you know having people around him so he can kind of be hidden in a tag team and kind of you know he doesn't have to go balls to the wall have that eddie kingston style match all the time it's good for him uh i guess we just talk about it overall just the name i think is stupid but it's supposed to be stupid um the possibility of Danny Garcia and Jericho being kind of like a top feud in a year or two could be fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have too much to deal with it. I think it will be fun to see Jericho and 2.0 play off of each other, but on the negative side, that also means maybe 2.0 pulls Jericho down a little bit because they are such kind of a lower card comedy tag team, but maybe Jericho can pull them up a bit. I mean, 2.0 can definitely jump up a couple rankings being with Jericho, so that's always good. And then lastly, so we can hurry the fuck up because, you know, got to get shit done. Thoughts on the comments Punk made about wrestlers not getting paid for content that's on the net of works? Yeah, I mean, this is just something he's been kind of talking about forever. I mean, even back when he left, when the network was just, wasn't even the thing yet, he was bringing up those types of questions like, okay, how are we getting paid? You're putting all of our lives work you know, some cases like someone's entire career up there and we don't know how they're getting paid. 
because it's this new over the top streaming thing that we've never heard of. So, yeah, I mean, it's just something that he's been kind of talking about for almost 10 years at this point. And I definitely, if you guys haven't seen it, go and check out his, his press conference on revolution. I think he had talked, he talked a lot about ring of honor and talked about Tony Khan having ring of honor and what that meant to him to, you know, having Vince not have his entire career. So uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I'm the punk Mark. So I quite enjoyed it. And I might've watched bitch. it. Might've watched it when I was a little drunk or a lot of drunk and, you know, getting me all up in my feelings. Like, yeah, you fucking tell them punk. Yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, we're going to get the uh, drunk cheese in Vegas. Uh, I, probably. I, mean, I mean, I'm the one that was like, you know, Dominic, I could bring a fucking liter of vodka or tequila or something. You're like, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. Maybe we're just going to pay $20 for our cocktails, even though you're crying after poor. I'm trying to fucking help you out and save some money. Or we're just going to stay at the slots all day and just get those $1 free drinks. Sure, let's do that. What's your uh, cocktail of choice, Dominic, when you're on the slots? Beer. Beer? You got to make bang for your buck. Usually I do Jack and Cokes. I was going to maybe try to do something different, you know, maybe like a whiskey sour or like an old fashioned, you know, try you to know, spice things up a bit. I need to uh, try different drinks. I don't know what I should do. If I should go out and make them myself or go to bars. I don't know. I got to try. Different so if drinks. I were to bring a handle of something, probably not a handle, but, you know, a hefty supply of alcohol, would tequila probably be the, the best choice to go with? I think that's what I was going to go with. It's probably tequila. You could go vodka just because vodka can like mix it with juices, probably better. I'd probably rather do the vodka just because just because of that. Because doing tequila shooters is just gonna fucking murder. I mean, me. if we we're not gonna do shooters. Shoot shit shit. Shitters? We we could do shitters. That's a completely different thing. Yeah. But uh we'll talk about it. Here we, we almost got three months or two and a half months left to go. Yeah. So uh is that it for Mr. X's questions? Mr. Yes, that is for Mr. X. Uh we're not gonna plug anything, let's just get into wrestling because Look into the description. We have all the links and yada, yeah. yada, yada. Okay, yeah. let's get into it. AEW Revolution. Uh, it was a great show. I loved it. If you wanted my extended thoughts, go over to the Bullet Cast, a.k.a. the other podcast. I talked about it. We almost did like an hour show on it. Uh, Dominic, you did not see it, at least live, because you didn't come over to my house for a little birthday That's revolution party, even though it wasn't a birthday party. fucking ignored the studio audience. And... Okay, when we have a full-on half-hour conversation about chicken wings in our in our group chat, the three-man group chat, and then she comes in in the four-person group chat saying, what are we having for dinner? Like, Dominic hasn't been talking to us for the past half hour, so does that mean Dominic hasn't been talking to her? What the fuck was that about? I mean, you ain't wrong, but... So you didn't... So that half hour we were talking about Wingstop, you didn't tell her anything. Oh, no, I did, but... But she was getting frustrated in the fact that, like, we couldn't really, like, come to terms and be like, all right, this, this, and this, and this. And then when... we pretty much had a working agreement and of then what we were doing. somebody. Oh, here we go. I've been waiting for this. Said, I can defend myself. Somebody said, just give Mary five wings. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why don't you ask, tell the full story. We have, there's four of us. There's four of us, right? Yes. And what were you, what were you going to get? Uh, a well, 40 pack. A 40 pack, yes. With four flavors. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Say, say your piece. Say your piece, and I'll I'll defend. You might just do wrestling by yourself. Um, it was so when when we get our individual orders, she does five mango, five barbecue. I do five barbecue, five Louisiana. You do whatever the fuck you do. Tyler does whatever the fuck he does. So I'm thinking, well, 
I guess we'll just do 10 mango, 10 barbecue, 10 Louisiana, 10 garlic parmesan. Fucking hungry though. And then you're like, oh, well, you should just do five mango and then do 15 Louisiana. And I'm like, well, fuck, that kind of like makes sense. Does not make sense. How does that not make sense? You literally so, just confirmed what I was about, what I'm going to say. It you makes literally no just sense confirmed because... what I'm going to say. Okay. It's there's four people, there's four flavors. Me, you, and Tyler were all going to probably have Louisiana rub, right? See? Okay. We There's 40 of us. There's 40 wings, there's four 40 people. Of us. <laughs> I, there's not, we probably are going to eat like there's 40 of us. There's 40 <laughs> wings, four people. Divide that up. What does that equal? 10. 10 wings apiece. So you just said the studio audience would have had five mango and five barbecue. You would have had five barbecue, five rub. I would have had, me and Tyler each would have had five rub five garlic so what is that equal to 15 rub 10 10 and five boom fucking math and we will you let me explain myself before you get fucking booty tickled and say oh we're not coming over it was it it wasn't me but i'm just blaming it on you yeah because you get all the heat so does that make sense now dominic what where my mind was coming from well yeah but then you also got to remember from her point of view she there you she's thinking oh I'm getting the short end of the stick. That's some bullshit. And then Tyler was like, oh, so she's going to so she's gonna have 15 wings while we each have five. Well, no, she thought anyway, but Tyler also said he would have some mango. Okay. And then what did I say after that? Fuck it. Just get 10 of everything. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm fucking hungry. And he goes, we'll just get more wings. And then Mary at that point was pissed off that you literally just said pizza. And then no one else acknowledged the, uh, the thing. I was like, okay. And well, I went like, to go take not... a shower as soon as she texts us that. And I'm not going. I'm like, okay. She said, you can go. And I go, no, because I'm not, I know what that means. That means go ahead and go. If you go, I'm mad. So I was like, fuck that. And then, and then come to find out that you guys ordered a 30 pack and there's only two fucking wings left, you fat fucks. Hmm, well, hate to see it. So, well, okay. What did you guys have for dinner? Wingstop. Oh, we had Wingstop too. You guys get delivered? No, went and picked it up. Oh, we got it delivered. And yeah. then we almost lost. We didn't lose it. But uh, Tyler, Tiger 27 uh, he was checking his phone, said nothing. No one rang the doorbell. And then whatever, five minutes later, he checks it. Oh, they just left it by the door. Didn't even say anything. Nice. But we had it. We had the wings. It was great. Didn't have any, you know, mango habanero. Would have loved to try some mango habanero. But we had bone-in wings. Like men. Stupid. You missed out. I mean, those truly margaritas, really good. But yeah, both of said, us were big that, fans of the sodas. Yeah, he said that he was like, "Oh shit, these are good." And he had like five of them, and he did not have like five that. of them. He had like yeah, four. He... Oh, okay. Did he tell you about how drunk I was? No. Okay. Well, I wasn't that drunk when he left, but then I got progressively drunker because usually what happens is I drink and then like I hit like that point where I really want to drink but I'm already kind of drunk and I just keep going and going even though I probably should stop so pretty much after Tyler left I had like three or four more drinks and that just kind of took me over the edge and then I got hungover didn't throw up but I was hungover the next day so you're saying on the pod on the uh, after show whatever yes I was quite hung luckily Philip was late he overslept so we were supposed to do it at 12 we didn't do it until like one something they gave me a extra time to kind of take a, a little cat nap a little power nap and kind of rest up a little bit oh that's right you guys didn't do it right after the show that would have been fucking great to hear well if we did it right for the show i would have had those four extra drinks i would have had like one or two ah. so that wouldn't have gotten to that point it, you know whole thing okay sando two i'm gonna go by no shut the fuck up we gotta talk about dynamite we're gonna talk about the 
uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, the Punk promo was good, you know, kind of talking in circles a little bit. Uh, Dominic, your thoughts? I don't know if you've even seen any. You probably seen some highlights, but thoughts on uh, Punk MJF and then possibly Punk going for the title because he did do the little discount double check at the end of the match. I thought the match was gruesome, but fitting. It wasn't super over the top. It was very, it was done right, in my opinion. Um, the Wardlow turn, I wish was better, maybe. Maybe could have fucked MGF a little bit better than just not giving him the ring. Um, but I think all in all was done correctly. And, you know, I think I was saying that, I think you kept saying MGF is going to be the next contender. I think I was saying punk. So I have to agree. It is going to be punk because. But in the tally of Dominic was right. For once. So now he has like two check marks over there. Eee. But, um, but yeah, I think punk will be next. And, uh, you know, maybe that's, I mean. Is that, our, ma- okay. is that our main event? I would be okay with punk winning the title and then have a returning Kenny Omega. And then you have a Kenny Omega CM punk feud. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, we, I mean, we could talk about it a little bit later, but we are a little crunched for time here. Speaking of the champion, Hangman Page beats Dante Martin uh, to retain the championship. A shorter match. I think this was kind of one of those matches that AEW does. Well, they haven't done it a bunch, but kind of, oh, this guy's had a bunch of dark wins. Let's just give him the title shot, lose, and then we don't have to say, you know, we don't have to give him an actual real title shot because... He's the number two contender and yada, yada, yada. Uh, now that his brother's there, Top Flight's going to be reunited. They're going to go off and do tag team things. I thought Paige had a good little promo afterwards. He's a likable guy, kind of soft-spoken a tad bit, which is different. But overall, I thought it was good. Cole challenges him to a six-man tag later. Uh, all the thoughts on that, Dominic? Kind of threw a lot at you. You did, and I was too busy reading a jake paul tweet what it well what's he doing now uh let's see <clears throat> dana since you like me now how about i a one ufc fight deal to fight connor if i win you agree to to my ufc fighter pay and healthcare proposal if i lose i donate my entire purse to all ufc fighters who make less than 50k a fight and never mention ufc again deal question mark Interesting. If it's the MMA fight, I think Connor would wipe the floor with them. But, you know, Jake Paul has shown some good boxing ability. And Connor yeah. really relies on his boxing. A little past, you know, past his prime, obviously, but it's still Connor McGregor. Still a shit ton of pay per view buys. But uh, yeah, we, uh, we shall see then. Uh, Brian and Moxley have their first match as a tag team. They defeat the workhorsemen. They are led down to the ring by William Regal. And Regal cuts a promo afterwards, talking, uh, you know, flirting with Tony Schiavone, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, Puts over Brian, puts over Moxley, kind of the best of his two worlds of being a great wrestler, but also being a wild person. Uh, Thoughts on everything, the promo, and Lord Stephen William Regal showing up to AEW. I mean... Great pairing, Mox, Daniel, Brian, Sin, whatever fuck his name is. Um, with Regal, who is the, you know, 
Daniel Bryan is like a young Willem Regal. I mean, just fucking loves to put fucking people in holds and just beat the shit out of them. Well, I, I think Regal is both Moxley and Danielson combined just because. You what? Know, he, he Definitely be, didn't just say that. What? And then, you know, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's a great pairing. Great duo, great pairing, a great team. And a lot of good things going to happen pretty soon. Yeah, it does seem like they kind of switched and kind of pivoted away from Mox and Brian mentoring slash tormenting uh, younger wrestlers. Maybe that has to do with the William Regal sign. Maybe that was kind of a later thing. And they were like, oh, we can get Regal. Fuck it. We'll just make them a trio and, you know, they'll just kick ass and take names and do all that other thing. So I love it. I love the pairing. Two of my favorite guys in AEW pairing with William Regal. I Love it. Then speaking of another manager, Tully Blanchard, he gets fired from FTR, kind of a like a random moment. I would assume this would mean something like they do something or it could just be simple as Tully, his contracts up or he just doesn't want to be on the road anymore. I don't know. Good riddance by Tully. Uh, Arn Anderson, he was a manager for a former AEW wrestler. Maybe you bring him into the fold. What do you think you do with a shit Glock Anderson? Eh, I think it's time for him to go behind the scenes. Cody's gone. You don't need to be out there anymore. Uh, we had an A HFO, A, just an A H F O meeting. And uh, Matt Hardy gets kicked out of the organization. The private party did the whole Batista gimmick. So we got two swerves, bro. On the, on the show with this and the Jericho thing earlier. And then what happens? We've all been waiting for it. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. Jeff Hardy makes his AEW debut. They get the the Hardy Boys stock stock theme. Uh, shout out Jeff Hardy. Had to do his best Rhea Ripley impersonation. Got to get his gimmicks in. Got to dance on the stage before he goes, saves his brother while he's getting his ass kicked. Dominic, as the resident Jeff Hardy mark, thoughts on this? I, I really wish that uh, they, he, they, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that, that theme, but I wish they would have just done more of a Jeff Hardy song just because. I mean, do you really want a Jeff Hardy song? Yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Another okay. Me. But if you have a Jeff Hardy song compared to that, you're not getting the same pop, which that pop was eh. great. It wasn't WrestleMania pop, but it was, but it was, it was equivalent in a smaller yeah. arena. But yeah, I mean, I fucking loved it. I, I, I'm the first one to say why the fuck did he do the little gimmick? But, you know, all in all, Hardy boys back gonna win gold BB. Yup. Uh, Swerve has another interview. He had a match, I believe, on Rampage. I would assume he won. Uh, thoughts on Swerve officially signing with AEW and his prospects. Great signing. I'm going really fast because you know what I got to do. Can take a shit? Oh, fuck yeah, but I'm trying to hold it out. So fuck a Swerve. Oh, going to do big things, maybe. Shit on the, just shit on the podcast. No, just shut the fuck up. God damn it. Before um, I leave. Wardlow has a promo. Uh, just sitting, standing, middle of the ring, talking, telling his life story about Max and him and yada, yada, yada. Wasn't fantastic. Wasn't, you know, top tier God MJF promo, but that was a good first step for Wardlow in his face turn. I know I've been kind of lower on him in terms of, you know, the turn, but I do think this was a good step. I'm not all the way back on Wardlow, but I think they're uh, making good progress on him in his baby face turn. It's going to be a work in progress. He's very stiff. 
not not in the ring but like in general he's just or green as they say just you know not you know needs a lot of improvement but definitely somebody that can make those improvements and be maybe a big player in the company Jurassic Express beat the Acclaim, retained their tag titles. Uh, good match. Probably maybe the eh, probably best on the show. Uh, oh. Jurassic Express is going to team with Hangman as Adam Cole takes uh, with Fish and O'Reilly Red Dragon. Now with oh. the Young Bucks, as he heavily implied. Um, thoughts on this match and the six man next week? Can't wait. I, I mean, the, the match was, you know. I, I kind of assumed the Jurassic Express are going to win because if you lost to the Acclaim, then it's kind of like, okay, then it just unfolds a whole new scenario. But uh, can't wait for next week just because, you know, it, those are probably some of the best wrestlers in the company. So can't wait. Thunder Rosa defeats Layla Hirsch, and she is once again the number one contender to the AEW Women's title. Uh, Rosa is going to face off against Britt next week in San Antonio, hometown in a steel cage. And that's where Thunder Rosa wins and just becomes a fucking mainstay in AEW and fuck Britt Baker. I agree with everything except for the Britt Baker part. I think this also, I shouldn't have maybe had that title match on pay-per-view could have had, you know, her against Jamie Hayter or a something or another match without having, you know, have like a noble contender match without having the a shitty bullshit distraction interference finish. But uh, whatever. Then in the main event, Scorpio Sky defeats Sammy Gavora to be the TNT champion, new TNT champion. Sky will take on Wardlow next week. Um, thoughts on the match and that match next week. Does MJF get involved? He was not on the show at all. No real mention. Well, I guess there was a mention of him in the thing, but no real kind of update on his status. I don't think he'll interfere. I think you'll more likely so saying have... this is just going to be a one-week reign. No. Wardlow's not going to win. So how does he not win and MJF doesn't get involved? Oh, sorry. I think you meant Wardlow. Um, yeah. I, I think it's just going to be like Ethan Page gets involved or whatever his name is. Paige Van Zant, and uh, that's it. I'm about to shit my pants. I'm out of here. Uh, Paige Van Zant, the best page in wrestling, signs her AEW contract on uh, <clears throat> uh, Ty Conti's ass. Great signing in more ways than one. Dominic, uh, is it true? Is it? I know you've come around, but I just want to hear you say it that Paige Van Zant's the best page in wrestling now. I guess he is actually shitting his pants. Well, you just hate to see it. Uh, so that is it for us for today that Thank was you. a close one holy shit i brought it in okay um can you tell me tell the people that page van Sant is and will always be the best page in wrestling it's a tie it's not a tie pvz for the win okay that's it that a close one i almost didn't get my pants off in time holy shit oh yikes we almost had a, almost had a live chili bowl I should have kept the mic on. That would have been a great moment in curveballs and chair shots history. But uh, that is it for today. Thank you guys very much. We pretty much, I was going to have a hard out at 9.15. It's 9.14 right now. I thought it was a shower out, but it's a shit out, apparently. So thank you very much. If you want to be like Mr. X and send in a question via the email, curveballandcs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, curveballsandcs. We're on Facebook. Uh, 
Dominic is on Facebook. I am not. Uh, we're on TikTok. Uh, send us funny TikToks if you want. And we'll uh, see you guys next time. Shout out Biggie. Prayers up. He has a broken neck. Hopefully he recovers and does well. And goodbye and good night, uh, Dominic. Bye bang. Oh, God. Here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 hot.